My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. I hope everyone is having a wonderful start to the week. You guys, I am so excited for today. We have an incredible guest coming on our show today. The guest I'm bringing on, Sandy Forrester. She's an international speaker, millionaire mindset mentor, best-selling author, and award-winning business owner. She has been listed on Australia's top 10 women entrepreneurs, She's won Australian Business of the Year, Overall Company of the Year, International Mentor of the Year in the International Awards for Women in Business. So she's got a ton of awards, you guys. Sandy has transformed her life from welfare to millionaire and has a passion to help women break through their money blockages and create a life of prosperity and success. Sandy is also the host of Wildly Wealthy Women podcast. You guys, I kept it brief, but I'm going to go ahead and welcome Sandy onto the show and let her fill in those gaps because, wow, has she done some amazing things. And I am so looking forward to uh, today's interview. Thanks so much, Sandy, for jumping on. How's it going? Really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. I'm so excited. Now, you know, I kept it quite brief, but do you mind taking us back and telling us a bit of your story as to, you know, how did you get to where you are today? You know, the roller coaster ride, I'm sure was just (laughs) horrific at times, but such a blessing in disguise, I'm sure. If you want to go ahead and take this stage and tell us, you know, how it all came together for you, I think that would be a great place to start. Yeah, sure. So I guess for me, Uh, I started in business because I really wanted the freedom, not realizing that when you kind of build a brick and mortar store where you're selling stock, you've got overheads of rent, you've got overheads of uh, ads, you've got overheads of staff, you've got overheads of, you know, just so many things. And I just got further and further in debt. I really didn't consider myself a business person. And so I just, I ended up $100,000 in debt and on welfare and no idea like how my life was going to change. So, you know, I was designing and manufacturing swim and gym wear because I lived near the beach on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. And, you know, I love going to the beach. And so I love sewing and I love designing. So the business kind of just grew up around me. But as I said, I ended up $100,000 in debt and on welfare. And at the time, the amount I was getting was about $7,500 US dollars a year. So like you can't survive on that so I was just going further and further backwards and I was really lucky because I was I at that time I was kind of searching for something searching for a new way to think a new way to be I had no idea what I could do because I didn't have any skills I didn't really have any connections I had no money but I came across I was very into um positive mindset which is a really great start but then I came across the law of attraction And the law of attraction, for those that aren't aware, um, pretty much everyone these days kind of has a bit of an inkling, but the law of attraction is all about what you think about, what you focus on, where you put your energy is what you then create in your world. And it sounds very woo-woo, sounds very out there, 
but actually it is based in science. And we're really, I guess, really blessed and really lucky that right now we're living in a time where science is being able to validate the things that I teach around the law of attraction. Because basically your mind is like this filtering machine and it filters out everything that isn't serving you, that isn't that you don't consider to be important. So I'll talk more about that later, about how to, to condition the mind so that you begin to attract the things you desire. But basically for me, I discovered the law of attraction. And at the time, $100,000 in debt, I was renting a house. I hated renting because I knew that they could put the rent up. I knew that they could ask me to leave. I knew that I wasn't even allowed to put a nail in the wall to hang up a picture. You couldn't sort of make it your own at all. And I had a car that leaked so much that when it rained, a plant started growing in the back of it. So here's me living this life and then starting, suddenly realized that the law of attraction says you have to focus on what you want. So to me, that was just such bliss, such relief. So instead, I started focusing on a house that I owned, you know, a beautiful swimming pool, having a car that was really um, reliable and, and dry, <laughs> being able to go to the gym, being able to buy fresh flowers, being able to go on retreats and travel and just all the things that made my heart sing. So focusing on those things just made me feel alive, made me feel hopeful that things could be different. And I really dived into everything I could about the law of attraction. But the thing that really, I think, really set me apart, because a lot of people learn the law of attraction, and they sit around and they kind of meditate, expecting the money to drop into their lap. But the real key is taking action. So when you combine the law of attraction with action, that's where the results really come thick and fast. And that was me. I was taking action all the time. I was learning things. So it wasn't just all the metaphysical processes that are fun, like visualization and affirmations and creating vision boards and some of the many dozens and dozens of things that I teach people. It was more about um, combining that with taking consistent action every day. And things began to turn around and, and you know, to cut a very long story, because it is long, there was ups and downs and ups and downs. And I thought I had things sorted and then everything would disappear. And then, you know, I'd create success again and then it would go. And so it was a real challenging time, but there was always that hope that things would turn out amazingly because I really felt like I'd kind of been born into the wrong life. Like I was, when I was struggling so much financially, I just dreamt about being a millionaire. I dreamt not so much about having piles of money around me, but just being able to live the life that I truly wanted, being able to do the things that made my heart sing, being able to just have a freedom of, I guess, time, uh, freedom of choices, uh, freedom of just being able to do what I wanted. So, you know, I've been able to create that life and I feel so blessed. And I, it really all started with the law of attraction. And then I discovered a thing called life coaching. I borrowed the money to go through a course, um, loved the idea of being able to work from home and being able to sort of really immerse myself in the personal development industry. And, you know, from there, I discovered the internet and internet marketing and really put all that into place. And then I ended up writing a book and creating online courses and programs and 
just everything sort of built on that very first step of discovering the law of attraction and taking action. And from there, yeah, my life is just completely transformed. Feel very blessed, very lucky. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sandy. Now, so the combination of the law of attraction and action taking is key. You can't, hey. you can't just do one or the other. Is that, That's where you're getting, right? You can't just focus Well, you can, but the on, problem is okay? when you sit around and you meditate and you expect things to drop into your lap, things can change and they will, you will get things into your life, but right. it often takes a little bit longer and also sometimes it disappears again. You can also just go out there and take action and lots of action and just be doing action all over the place, which again will get results, but quite often you're, you're a burnt out mess. Like it's just so hard to do all the action you need to take. When you, when you combine the metaphysical with the practical, that's where the magic happens. So it's all about the mindset and the taking action. And then, yeah, then things really start to happen. Then you've really got the universe on your side. Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Now, before this all happened, before, I mean, before you, you know, you became that millionaire and I guess, was there an enlightenment? Was there like, did you always feel that there was a bigger calling to your life or I don't How did you so feel much during? that I felt, yeah, I, I don't feel that there was a bigger calling when I started. To be perfectly honest, when yeah, I discovered yeah. the law of attraction and then discovered coaching, I wasn't about, oh, I want to change lives around the world. I was like, I am drowning. I need help. I'm going to do whatever I can to make my life better. And it wasn't until after my life became so much better that everything turned around that I really felt that, you know what? I've been able to transform my life. I've gone from welfare to millionaire. I've gone from struggle and frustration and stress. And now I'm living this life that once upon a time I only dreamed of. And I would love to help other women around the world not to have to go through what I went through and be able to really create a life that they love. So that was when I got really excited about creating online courses and programs and writing my book and really reaching as many women around the world as I could because you know, if I can help one woman, because I know when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, I was a crummy mummy. Like I, mm -hmm. I used to yell at my children. My frustration was so up there. My stress was so up there. You know, I really just found everything so challenging and, and having kids just added to that. And so, you know, when everything turned around, you know, I always promised my kids when we got rich, I would do certain things with them. And with my with my daughter, I told her I'd take her shopping. But And so when we ended up having a lot of money, instead of taking her shopping just down at the local shopping centre, the local mall, I actually flew her from Australia to New York. And we spent two weeks there and she went shopping and all the stores. I hate shopping. I am not a shopper. <laughs> but I took her shopping. She absolutely loved it. And we saw some Broadway shows. I think we saw Wicked, which was amazing. Oh, um, yes. I, and I took her on a, she was, uh, I think she was 18 at the time or 17. Took her on a Sex in the City tour because she was obsessed. Um, so yeah, we just had a, a fabulous time and it was so cool. And it was just one of the real highlights being able to do things with my kids. I mean, I mean, I remember taking them to Hawaii and one of the things my son loved was we flew by helicopter over where they filmed Jurassic Park. And that was Love cool it. and not cool because I, I get airsick. 
<laughs> and they're going round oh, no. and round this uh, waterfall. And I'm just going, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Let's just yeah. go. <laughs> oh. But yeah, but just being able to having... do cool things like that is, is really, I, I think that's what having money is all about. Being able to create experiences for yourself and then doing what you can to transform other people's lives. It's, it becomes you know, really fun, really exciting. And and you get to enjoy your money, but you see the difference you make in other people's lives too. That's the big thing, right? You know, you you have that freedom back and enjoy the money, of course, but also changing other people's lives along along with it too. So love it. Now you work with women all across the globe. Is that correct? I do. Incredible. Yeah. Now how did you go about, you know, finding that specific avatar and or not finding or attracting them to you? Was it through podcasts? Was it through social media? Tell me a little bit about that. I know that you have a very successful show, so we can kind of tie it into the podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess to start with, um, I just started doing, obviously, you know, the internet. It, when I started, it was before social media. It was before podcasts, like I was just doing teleseminars. So I was, people would ring up a bridge line and we'd all get together and I would talk. And, you know, that was, I guess, really the precursor to podcasts coming in. Now, I, I've got a, an admission. When podcasts came in, I was not interested. I didn't really understand how it worked. I didn't have an iPhone. Like I just, I didn't get it. And so I didn't do a podcast for ages. And then when I realized what a podcast was, I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to have one of them. But I'm telling you, it took me years and years and years to actually get going because I, my brain couldn't compute how tech worked. Like I understood about microphones and recording, but how did like all the other stuff that needed to happen, I just, I put it off for so long. And when I finally started my podcast, it was like, oh my gosh, I should have been doing this years ago. And I really realized the power of podcasting one day when, so I, there was a time I, I actually climbed Everest um, with my daughter. And I realized at that time, because this is the third time I've been ill, uh, I realized that I am a sea level girl. So climbing Everest, I ended up um, having to be helicoptered off the mountain down to Kathmandu Hospital with fluid on the brain and the lungs. So I nearly died. wasn't wasn't uh, fun. That up until that point, it was amazing, but you know that part wasn't so fun. But what happened was um, when I got back to Australia, I my brain was just so it took me such a long time to get kind of back into being able to think. And then I had this really weird neurological episodes that happened literally every two seconds in my body. It was like being tasered. So I was on these really high dose opiates. I'm talking really high. So my brain was mush. I didn't know what I was thinking. I could say something and then not remember what I'd said. I was just a mess. And this guy, I don't know how it happened, but he reached out and he wanted to interview me on a podcast. And so just because I'm thinking, well, I'm doing nothing but lying down every day, doing absolutely nothing. Like I'm not doing any marketing. I'm doing nothing. Yeah, I should be on a podcast. So I set my, uh, because I was in such pain, even with the high dose opiates, I was always in pain. I was in such pain, I thought I have to do it from my bed. So I set up on my bed, two plastic um, uh, sort of containers, set my laptop right. on top of it and started talking and we're talking. 
And it was just the most bizarre interview because he was obviously brand new, never done it. He was a terrible interviewer. I was a terrible guest because I my brain was complete mush. That laptop kept sliding sideways. We rambled on, I think, for two and a half hours. I didn't even know what I said. And yet <laughs> about two weeks later after the episode had aired, a lady came and bought my um, high-level program. So in that moment, I thought, oh, my gosh, I need to be doing more podcasts and I need to have my own podcast. And that was kind of really the aha for me. And that's when I launched my podcast, Wildly Wealthy Women, where we talk all things um, money, mindset and manifesting because they're my favorite things. <laughs> so, yeah, and since it. then it's been great. But again, I'm very um, inconsistent. So I started off with a bang had you know dozens of uh not even dozens probably a dozen uh episodes and then my dad uh ended up not being well for a while and I was caring for him and that took a lot of brain space and so I didn't do anything for nearly a year and I just started it back up again and again you know as soon as I start it back up I get um, emails or messages all the time from people saying oh I love your podcast it's so cool so um, I, I believe a podcast is the most amazing way to connect with an audience because you're just sharing you you're sharing and at this point it is just me I don't have guests although in the future I definitely want to um, but you know if you've got some sort of story to tell or something that can inspire others or you know help to guide them in any way um, podcast is just an amazing way to do that because people really get a feel for who you are and what you're about uh, without you being salesy in any way because you're not selling anything you're just sharing information and right. um, yeah, I think they're really powerful. I love it. And, you know, it's crazy, you know, you could be doing just your business from, you know, within your area, your community. And now with a podcast, I mean, this is global. You're opening up so many opportunities and doors throughout the whole entire world. Just by having a podcast, I mean, I'm sure you get people come to you and be, it's, you know, saying, I've been binge watching your episodes and I'm ready to work with you. How do I get started? Yeah. yeah, they do. They do. And that's what I mean. You really build that connection with a podcast in a completely different way than you do if, say, they come to your website and they read all about you. Um, because reading about you, they're just reading something that's been really curated. But um, when someone hears you on a podcast, it's just you chatting. It's just you being you. Whether it's your own podcast or whether you're guesting on someone else's podcast. It's just you chatting, sharing uh, about you, sharing tips, sharing, you know, whatever, if it's an interviewer um, interviewing you about, but it really does allow you to connect with the audience in a completely different way. Yeah. On a total different level. And I love that about the conversation within pod podcasts, you know? So mm. Sandy, I had a question myself that I'm interested in learning about, and I feel like you're the expert behind it. Now, Working with women that you work with today, I know that you help a lot of women overcome like those money blockages and stuff. Tell me a bit about that. And if there's a core theme with that in regards to where these blockages might come from, how to like how to get, get past this blockage. Tell me anything you know about that, because I find that very interesting. And I, I'm sure other people do listening as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's my thing. Helping women to break through, to release, to just let go of all those money blocks because um, I had them and that's that's how I created all the different processes and exercises that I use with women to break through them because 
we all want money because I remember when I had no money, when I was $100,000 in debt, I remember thinking, oh, I just want to be a millionaire. I want to have more money. And the first time money actually flowed to me, not long after that, it disappeared again. And I couldn't understand, like, why would that happen? Like, I want to be a millionaire. Why would I make a choice or take an action or self-sabotage to have that money disappear or um, sabotage in a way that the money wouldn't even come? Why would I do that? I didn't understand it. So I really studied everything I could, not just about the law of attraction and how to attract it, but what's going on inside your mind that makes you either block it or makes you let go of it when you have it. And, you know, we've all heard the story about the, the millionaire who makes a really bad business decision or they're embezzled or something crappy happens. Then right. two or three years later, they're back with all their millions. But then we also hear those stories about people that have no money, completely broke, win the lottery. Two or three years later, they're back with no money. Why is that? Why is, can someone attract it so easily and someone repel it so easily? Right. Mindset. It's all in the mindset. And so, you know, as I said, one of the things I love to do is work with women to help them to release those blocks. And you don't even have to know what the blocks are. That's the cool right. thing. It's not like you're going back okay. in your mind into history and digging up the past. It's just okay. really a matter of really getting clear on what it is that you want and focusing on that and going through different processes and exercises that I love to share that help women to really get to that point where they begin to attract what it is that they desire, not only attract it, but keep it, because that's really the key. Um, you can have things come in, but if they go out again, then you're really not experiencing the success that you want. Understood. And with that being said, you mentioned something and, you know, it's so true. You know, you, you hear of people winning the lottery, but then they're broke, broker than they were before they won it, you know? Yeah. Um, why is that? Why, why does that happen? Is it the money blocks or is it they're just like, and I'm sure you see money blocks because yeah, I think, I think the way to kind of explain it a little bit more scientifically is, and I alluded to this earlier. So our mind, uh, there's only so much your mind can actually process, even though it can process, you know, millions of bits of information, there's only so much you can do in a nanosecond. So if I was to say right now, okay, the things that I can see around me and I started to list, well, I can see a light and I can see a window and I can see a barley hut and a pool and I can see a day bed and some candles and some uh, trees and some uh, ferns. And, and, and then if I was to kind of move it down a little closer, I could say, well, on the tree, I can see leaves and some are dark and some are light and some are brown and some are a little yellow on the ends. And if I moved it even closer, well, I can see... Uh, spider webs and a little spider and, and like there's a lot you can see in any given moment so your brain in that nanosecond can't process everything because it would just go just explode <laughs> you'd have brain bits all over the ceiling so instead what happens is we have this thing called the reticular activating system that only filters into our mind what is uh, what is important to us only filters into our conscious mind what's in what's important but that is what happens is the subconscious mind is the place that says what's important. So how does the subconscious mind know what's important? Well, it's what you focus on. It's what you talk about. It's So people think that, oh, I'm going to meditate in the morning. I'm going to do my affirmations for you know two minutes. 
And then the rest of the day, they're talking crap with their colleagues or talking how the economy is really bad and how they've got no money and then this bill came in and that bill came in and blah, blah, blah. And what they're doing when they're having those conversations and they're putting their energy into that is they're saying to their subconscious, excuse me, having no money, um, you know, having a bad economy, uh, having everything going wrong, that's what's really important to me. So then your subconscious says, okay, got it, right, okay. So next time you go out into the world, I will filter out all the good things that could happen. I could filter out all the money-making opportunities. I'm going to filter out all the, all the things that are not important to you, and I'm going to allow in more money challenges, more bad economy, more all the shit that, oh, excuse me, all the stuff you were talking You're about. You're fine. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to let all that in because that's what you were telling me is important. So your brain filters out all the things that could advance you, that could create success for you. So when you take the time to actually filter into your subconscious, when that reticular activating system is open, that, that's a little gateway between the conscious and the subconscious mind, when, you, uh, when that gateway is open and you filter into the subconscious what is important to you, money-making opportunities, the ability to create success, more clients, a certain amount of money, a certain type of house or car or lifestyle, you know, all the things that are important to you when you focus on those things and you put your time and energy into thinking about it, dreaming about it, writing it out, um, seeing pictures of it. When you put your time and energy into that, you're training your subconscious that those things are important. And then when you go out into the world, your brain is going to filter out all that other stuff and say, oh, here's a money-making opportunity. Oh, here's an opportunity for you to get more clients. Oh, here's, and you'll see all the things that you want. They're going to help you to create that success. And it all comes down to law of attraction and um, reprogramming your mind through neuroscience. Very exciting. It's amazing how your life can transform when you become in control of your thoughts rather than just letting everything swirl around and creating a mess in your life. I love how you said that. And it's funny because I was listening to one of your episodes earlier today and it was thoughts like, are your thoughts your reality? And it's, you got to get a hold of those thoughts and, you know, control those thoughts and emotions and stuff. Um, so I'm really happy you touched on that because as you were talking about it, I was relating it back to your episode, which is an amazing mm -hmm. episode, by the way, if anyone's listening, um, which I know a lot of people will be listening. So go check out. I can't remember what episode that was, but um, it really goes in a lot deeper as to what Sandy was just talking about. So uh, it's incredible. Now, I love this. I know we're getting close to the end of our episode. Sandy, what, what would you say is your number one focus and desire for the next six months to a year from now? I think in the next six months to a year, I would love to really ramp up my podcast. So I would love to actually do two episodes a week. Uh, wow. One, an actual episode, but the other one uh, have just a process, like something short, sharp, a process that people can use and you know implement in their life. So that's that's one of my plans. Um, love the it. other thing, yeah, the other thing I really want to do, I'd love to write another book. So that's definitely on the cards. <laughs> Love it. What would this next book be about? Would it just be about, I mean, success stories stories and coming, um, becoming millionaire, like, or would it be about how to like control thoughts and emotions? What is your thoughts on it? 
Well, my first book, How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast, is all about money manifesting and all the different processes and exercises I use. So I think the next book, I'd really like to bring in um, sort of examples and success stories of people who've used the processes and really mm-hmm. show people what's possible, but also throw in a lot of little business tips in there as well. So a bit Incredible. more business focused, but still using the law of attraction and still about um, reprogramming your mind. Right. Amazing. Well, I'm so excited uh, to, you know, if you start putting up two episodes a week, that is so exciting. And I mean, using like using one of the episodes as more of a learning tool and, you know, how to go about doing it. I love it. I'm all for it. So Sandy, thank you so much for coming on here and being vulnerable and talking about your story and, you know, how you made it work for you because it speaks such volume. And I'm, this is exactly what I'm looking for on my show. Now, if anyone listening is looking to connect with you, what would be the best way to go about and reaching out? Uh, The best way would be just go to my website, wildlywealthy.com. But if anyone wants a few little processes already, I've created a little Wildly Wealthy bundle of audios, uh, some affirmations, a guided visualization. So if you want a bit of guidance to become more um, attractive to abundance, then you can go to wildlywealthyfree.com. Amazing. Sandy, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope uh, I've inspired your listeners a little because, you know, the bottom line is when I started, I dropped out of high school, didn't even finish high school. I had no money behind me. I had no connections. I had no real skills, but I had determination that I really wanted to change my life. So, you know, using what it is I now teach, I completely transformed my life. So I hope that everyone listening starts to put it into action themselves and transforms their life and creates huge success for themselves. Thank you, Sandy. And would you say the number one thing is if there are people listening that want to do the same thing and become, you know, a multi, multi, uh, multi-millionaire just like yourself, what would be the number one piece of advice that you would give? Is it the taking action in law of, law of attraction or what is it? It's one actually piece? a couple. I would say the first okay. thing is make up your mind, make that decision that that's what you want to do. You know, you want to create a okay. certain level of wealth. So make that decision, find yourself a mentor, find someone who's done what it is that you want to do and then dive into as much as you can with what you have. So if all you can do is a Uh, afford to listen to their podcast do that if all you can do is buy their book do that you know if you can join their program do that do whatever you can to really align with someone that you really resonate with and then when you learn take action take action take action take action so you know when you do that you you can't help but create the success that you want so you've got to get really clear on what you want find a mentor take action but all the while you're working on your mindset, you're, you're becoming aware of your thoughts, you're becoming more mindful of where you're putting your energy and your focus conversations you're having, and your life will literally transform before your eyes. Thank you so much, Sandy. It's incredible. Everybody make that decision and get clear and you have to start somewhere. So it's incredible. Thank you so much. This has been absolutely, absolutely so valuable. So I cannot wait uh, to have this aired. I appreciate it, Sandy. Thanks, Brittany. Bye. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, or nine-figure entrepreneur and want to come on this show, just like Sandy did today, to talk about the real-life struggle, talk about the success story, too, and, you know, 
the roller coaster ride of an entrepreneur. Um, tell your story, talk about your podcast and business. Please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you on the next one. Thanks, Sandy. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.